The big question is this. How does a beauty professional who is amazing at their service actually charge what they're worth and avoid attracting clients that are a pain in the butt? How do they become the go-to expert in their space and get their creativity and ideas shared with others so they can build their following without being stuck behind the chair or in their salon? Those are the questions and this podcast has the answers. My name is Jordan. And I'm Katie and welcome to the Real Beauty Bosses podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Beauty Bosses podcast. Jordan here with another interview. And uh, today we're going to be talking to Trish Van Z, who's going to be accompanied by one of our favorites, Renee Marie. And uh, in this interview, Trish is going to be talking to you guys about how she's been able to overcome a ton of obstacles in her life. And uh, she has a fitness background and has been competing for many, many years. And she's going to be talking about how she actually used that passion for the fitness industry and converted that into now her business in the beauty industry. And I'm super excited to introduce you guys to Trish. She's an amazing individual who has accomplished some incredible things. And at 39 years of age, she is still rocking and rolling and crushing it in the industry as well as, you know, in her life. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear about her motivating and inspiring story. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Real Beauty Bosses. Jordan here. And today I'm talking with Renee Marie and Trish Platterati. And I'm super excited to uh, get to uh, kind of hear your story, Trish, about how you're kind of venturing into the beauty industry with um, uh, an interesting background. We just talked a little bit about it, and uh, I'll let you kind of give us a little background and uh, catch us up on who you are, what you do, and what you're uh, looking to uh, plan on doing in the beauty industry. So, uh, Trish, what is your uh, backstory? What's getting you into the beauty industry at uh, this this stage in your life? Because um, I know you've been through a lot up to this point. Now you're you're 39 years old and uh, still rocking and rolling. You look super young. You look great, and I'm super excited to kind of hear what's uh, what's what's coming up for you. What do you got in the the cards? Well, thank you for that. Yes, I have been an art major my whole life and of course worked at a hair salon when I was in high school and worked in the service industry since I was 13 and moved down to Florida about 12 years ago and still working in the service industry, have two beautiful twin babies that are eight years old now. And I was like, I'm ready to stop working in the restaurant bar business. What can I do that I love that can have a good income for my family? And I went into hair school and whipped right through it, had my job lined up and have been juggling both jobs for the last four years. It's been um, a struggle to kind of make that whole jump into the beauty industry because I'm so used to having that paycheck of a salary as a manager and the insurance. So it's learning, using what I have. I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a great paying job to fund my transition right now, but it is, mm-hmm. um, it's an exciting time, but still nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> especially with uh, the little ones. You just have two twins. Do you have other kids as well or just the two? Just the two, a boy and a girl. That's awesome. So I'm sure they keep you busy. That's a full-time job in itself, right? <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me like a little bit about like why um, you wanted to get into the industry and like exactly like um, what really like interested you about it? What was kind of, um, you know, of course you wanted to kind of get out of, um, you know, what you're doing with the day to day and the, the restaurant and, and the bar business, right? So, um, what kind of really sparked it for you to, to jump into the beauty industry? I've been a fitness competitor for the last 11 years and I started seeing how much, you know, you get to wear these sparkly bikinis, perform these cool routines on stage, but the hair and makeup was a huge aspect and it costs a lot of money. And I'm like, I can do this. I did my own hair and makeup all the time. And I'm like, I, there's a whole industry here that's outside of the salon that you can freelance. And especially in Florida, there's fitness competitions almost every weekend. So 
I just you think about that. That's a, that's a hot spot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already part of a huge fitness team. So I have had a lot of support when I was doing these fitness shows where my team members were hiring me because we like to support each other because mm-hmm. they have their own businesses. So that was my spark. That's where I'm like, let me just get licensed and do this. That's but awesome. I think it's really inspiring of, of you just interrupting your life of being in the service industry, working in the bar and restaurant, and then saying, I'm going to go to hair school. But it's nice to hear that, that other people can do it. It is possible. Oh, yeah. And you have twins. <laughs> While you were going to school, you made yeah. it sound like when you were just talking about it, oh, it's just, yeah, just do it. It's so easy because <laughs> that's you, Trish. But like for someone else to hear that, it gives them, it inspires them. And it's like, wow, if she yeah. did that, there's a way it could work out of making it work too and not making excuses of not doing it. Well, so, yeah. there was, of course there were sacrifices. You know, I wasn't going out to dinner with my friends every night or every weekend. I was hitting school up in the mornings and then working in the evenings. Yeah. And my free time was with the kids. So, you know, you, you juggle the things because you want to get what you want. So you make those sacrifices. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, and that really, like Renee just said, you know, that really proves that, you know, it, it's possible to do no matter how busy you are, you know, especially with you um, having the kids run around and you were, you know, working multiple jobs and, you know, you still wanted to make it work because you knew, you know, this is something you, maybe you'd be more passionate about and that you could do, you know, more good with. Um, I love that so much. So um, tell me a little bit like what um, brought you in. So you, you went to beauty school. Um, so how, how did that, you said you kind of explained your schedule. So, uh, I'd like to maybe talk about like how that went <laughs> for you. So like, um, kind of, did you like time block your schedule when you first got started? How did you manage all of that? Um, with where sure. you're at? And this was how long ago, by the way, this was four years ago and mm-hmm. I looked for the perfect school. It took me about six months just to find the right school because I talked to a lot of my friends in the industry and they're, they're like, just find a, the most inexpensive school and just get through it because you're going to learn everything once you're on the job. So yep. I found a school that fit with my schedule because it was in the classes were in the morning and I time blocked it. So as soon as I left class, I went straight to work after work. I did that. So it, it was a time blocking issue. It was making sure yeah. that I got my hours in and then any type of extra credit I could do to get more hours. I was in it just to get it done as fast as possible. And how long was that process? How long did you, um, it take to, to finish? 10 months. 10 months. Okay. And this, so you've been, um, so now since you've been you know, certified and licensed, so you've been actually in the industry for about three years now, right? Yeah. yeah about three okay. and a half years. Cause while I was in school, I started assisting. And then as soon as my license kicked in, I was ready to go behind the chair at the salon and then awesome. working with the fitness shows was, I was just freelancing doing that. Okay. I'd love to talk a little bit about that when you say freelancing, like how did you like discover that that was possible and how did you kind of manage that at first? Like, um, of course you, did you move into a salon at first? Did you move into a booth at first when you first got started or how did everything start to, uh, really start rocking and rolling for you? I was in a salon first and it was a salon. I actually got my own hair done at. So yeah, I said, awesome. I told the owners I'm going to hair school and they were, they loved me. They're like, well, where are you going to work? We're going to make room for you. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. And they're departmentalized. So I chose to work in the color department, but mm-hmm. I knew the fitness shows could be extra money or extra gigs or more experience. So when I started seeing my friends signing up for fitness shows, I said, Oh, I'll do your makeup. Let me, I'm going to be there anyway. So of course the first couple faces I did my friends for free, but I took a lot of pictures. And then the next time I charged 
for makeup and hair. And then by the second year of doing it, I was at the same prices as the other people that were charging because getting up at 5 a.m. and smelling the tanning athletes <laughs> and they're not taking showers and they're eating raw, you know, cold yeah. chicken. In front of them. <laughs> I can relate with them. And I would, I would always give like a very calming effect too because I knew what they were going through mentally. So mm-hmm. that just shows you, you have to pay your dues. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, not yeah. just like, yeah. damn, I'm going to charge this. And you know, you need to build your po- portfolio mm-hmm. first. 100%. So I was just about to say that. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people like um, when they're first getting started out, you know, they want to just um, jump into charging, you know, even what everyone else is charging and, you know, maybe even higher. But I think like what you just said, like you, you got to start out doing a little work for free and, and building that portfolio and, and getting people talking about you. Cause that's how you can really get things off the ground. Um, so tell me like, did, uh, did you really focus on, um, fitness models and things like that when you first got started or was that kind of like, um, you shifted into doing the freelancing a little bit after you got into the salon? It was about the same time. Cause I was, I was very confident in doing hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, the salon was more of a, a new, a new environment for me. So mm-hmm. I just started doing both right away because I thought okay. I saw the opportunity yeah. and I was doing the fitness shows myself. So I'm mm-hmm. competing and I'm rooming with my friends who are competing. And that's why I'm yeah. like, let me do your makeup. Let me curl your hair. Yeah. And I was starting to get the feel of, well, how much work is this going to be? And how much yeah. time is it going to take me to do other faces while I'm there? So it was a good yeah. learning experience. Yeah, that, that's awesome too. Like um, that you were able to manage that and still compete and and stay in top fit shape. Give me a flex real quick. You're looking good. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's insane. So I mean, well, uh, I I really last, like to talk about yeah, like last year. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say last year when we did Fitness America in Las Vegas, I ended up doing nine beauty services and competed. So yeah, we're like, how'd you do it? Man. I'm like. I don't know. I just yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, you're managing a lot and I love that. Um, I mean, tell me a little like a bit about the background of got, what got you into the fitness industry. Cause um, I feel like, you know, that that's really um, what you are passionate about, what you love. And I yeah. love that you kind of found a way to incorporate, um, you know, what you do now uh, into that passion. So tell me a little bit like where this, uh, when you first started competing, how you first got into fitness. Uh, what's the story behind that? My first note of, competing was when I worked at a health club, one of my jobs, and a female bodybuilder said, you'd be really good as a fitness competitor. And I didn't even know what she was talking about because all through high school and college, I played team sports and I started Googling and researching and I saw these amazing women doing these routines on stage and they were so exciting. They looked like cheerleaders almost or gymnastics and both those sports I didn't do. I did boy sports. So (laughs) So I started investigating and I found this camp that was like a show prep camp, which was up in Boston. I went there. They taught us everything from what kind of makeup to wear, what kind of suit, how to walk on stage, your training, your nutrition, everything. And of course the makeup, it was all about the color of lip and this. And I was like, wow, really? Like this is, it was a big deal because there's light in the stage. They wash you out. So it was, it's about the lighting and even now with any, even if it's bridal makeup or anything, the lighting is everything. So you have to be prepared. Absolutely. And when was this that you first got started? Was that a long time ago or? 2006. 2006. So you were how old at that time? Oh my God. (laughs) Well, that's when I first moved to Florida. I think I was 26, 26. Really? 
Awesome. So you've been doing that for quite some time then. Yeah. Um, and you've, uh, you stayed consistent with it. You've um, competed I for took, quite a long time. I, I took a couple of years off, like when I had my kids. And then after my kids were about one and a half, two years old, I was like, I need to really get back into shape. And that, yeah. when you have a goal to that, you have to be on stage in a bikini, you yeah. get so yeah, you make it happen right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well I think that's super important to note too like how important it is to take care of you know your, yourself and your body and you know have that as as a goal for yourself to not just you know look good but you know take care of yourself um I was you know listening to an interview not that long ago from someone in uh, our mastermind group and they said that um in order to be successful in life or business, you need to treat yourself like you're a million dollar racehorse. You know, you really need to make sure that, you know, what goes in is, you know, going to make sure that that's, you know, going to keep you on the right track and keep you at peak performance. Right. And um, I, I'm sure that that, you know, plays a huge factor into the way that you were able to, you know, time block your schedule accordingly, manage everything and be able to, you know, be successful in fitness and business. Because uh, I think like, you know, there's probably three key things that everyone should really focus on. And that's, uh, you know, number one is your routines and your ritual. Um, you know, what you're doing every day, you know, your habits, and you, know, you got to make sure that uh, you're consistent every day, right? And then also the other two are, you know, business and uh, your body. I think those three things together are really what sets aside, you know, people who are successful and people who kind of get stuck, right? And um, I, I really, I, I think um, that probably is a huge factor onto why you're uh, still crushing it at 39 years old. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and getting things off the ground, it's like, it's, it, it doesn't seem like it's too difficult for you or anything, right? I mean, have you had your ups and downs so far getting started? Oh, oh my God, of course. There's so many mm -hmm. times where I have doubts, like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. spreading myself too thin. And then when you get that client who's like, thank you so much, everything was mm -hmm. beautiful, it was perfect. You're, that comes over your body like that's why I'm doing this like that that's why we love what we do when you get yeah like, <laughs> I got the chills talking about it because it's yeah. awesome when they yeah. have beautiful pictures and they just to me it's how they're feeling inside they're so confident in how they're up on stage or whatever their special event is and they get so excited because they feel so good and I'm like oh I was a part of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So tell me like, has there been um, any like major uh, walls or roadblocks? I'm sure like, you know, the time management was uh, tough for you, but was there anything that really um, was, was a struggle for you? Like as you know, the past few years that you've been getting the, the, your client base built and your business built? Yeah, definitely. Um, about two years ago, I got a divorce. And I really had to change my time blocking because mm -hmm. at the time I was working you know, 25 hours at the salon and 30 hours at the restaurant. And I had gotten a job offer to be a general manager of a private community uh, mm -hmm. clubhouse. And I was like, wow, like huge increase in salary, much more stability. And I really had the difficult decision of, I have to reduce my hours at the salon, which is what I was working so hard towards coming full time there. And I had to make the decision to take the safe route because of my kids and just slow down my path towards being full time in the beauty industry. So that was a big, you know, roadblock. And, you know, a divorce, there's a lot of emotions and there's a lot of defeat feeling. And yeah. so going through that was very difficult. And in the progress and I'm a, um, I'm a production person. I need progress. <laughs> yeah. How do you kind of uh, keep track of that progress? Is there, um, you set goals for yourself? Um, how do you kind of uh, keep yourself motivated? Yes. Um, I had set goals regarding 
you know, how, when my website is going to be designed, when this is going to be done. Like I set dates of what I need to have done by a certain time frame. Otherwise the weeks just fly by. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of life things that have happened and it's, it sucks at times, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, after my divorce, I met a great guy that I was friends with for so long. We were together for just over a year and he ended up, um, dying earlier this year in a car accident. Wow. So oh again, gosh. another hurdle of damn, we, you know what I mean? You're planning your future and you're trying to do, you know, put these building blocks together and, so my website was put on hold for at least four or five months. I just couldn't even think straight. And yeah. another hurdle. And I'm like, come on. Like, I need my break here. I need, like, this momentum to start building. But I do not like to sit in the misery of things because yeah. I think it's a, a waste of time. So, yeah. you know, you go through what you got to go through, whether it's therapy or yoga or screaming and yeah. you just get through it and it's it's just my momentum it just keeps building i well it's it's the main thing is yeah. your passion yeah behind everything and having a meaningful passion right that you can do every day and it's not like right yeah. I, and it's the passion where you know man of course i love my children but you're still an individual so what makes me me is not just my children it's you know, what gives me that drive of making people feel good or doing amazing artwork in whatever medium that may be. And so I'm like, I have a goal, like I'm going to keep moving forward and I'm going to get this done. And I think it just gives you so much gasoline for your vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's incredible. I mean, uh, me and Renee, you know, kind of talked about, I mean, you know, life has a crazy way of, you know, making things happen to, to, you know, great people, you know, and, um, it, it's tough. And, but I think, you know, it, it just, those kinds of things only make you stronger and they only, you know, make you really realize, you know, how sh short life is and, you know, how much you, you have to really be passionate about what you're doing because you never know, um, what's going to happen. Right. You know, you can plan all day long, but you can't plan for everything that's going to happen. Right. Um, but that's amazing. I mean, uh, being able to, you know, go through a major roadblock in your life like that and, uh, still being, you know, as successful and happy and motivated and, um, amazing as you become that that's incredible, especially, you know, with the kids and everything, um, much admiration for that. I feel like you kind of like live for them who have passed yeah. in your face close to you. You're like, okay, well that happened. And now, I really need to focus on, you know, being there for my family, enjoying the time we have together, making the maximum amount of money I can to provide for my family and then enjoy doing what I'm doing well, as I'm making it. So that kind of gets to you like in that like focus of, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to anything else that is not directly going to help me in my path of that one thing that I'm, I'm looking forward to doing. So it kind of like, like weed out all the things in your life, like whether it's a bad relationship with a, a friendship and you just kind of outgrew that friend or just making better decisions. I think it just yeah. makes you make better decisions of what to say yes to and what to say no to. I, I think you, when you go through these life experiences, you're, you're done with the little BS stuff. Yeah. You don't have time for that. Your time becomes your revenue and my yeah. time means everything to me yeah. so once you go through these horrible experiences I'm like where's the lesson what happened there that I need to reflect on 
you know, you know, my boyfriend who passed away, all the things he taught me. Like, I remember that stuff. And mm-hmm. I want to make my time the most valuable while I'm here. And, yeah. you know, your passion, your family, you don't have time for all the little BS anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that. And it gives you, you know, a story to tell that a lot of people, you know, can connect with you and realize, you know, how hard you do work and, and you know, how, um, you know, going through struggles in life, it happens to every single one of us, but you know, the people who, you know, keep on rolling with the punches and, um, you know, instead of using it as a way of, you know, getting beat up about it and using it as fire underneath them is, you know, what makes us, I think the most successful. And I love the fact that, um, you know, I'm sure you and Renee really connected on, on, you know, telling those stories together too. And, uh, you know, things like that just really have a way of connecting with people, um, you know, and, um, the more you kind of can, you know, perfect that story that you tell of, you know, the struggles that come through your life and uh, how you're able to overcome them and how you're continuing to use them as, you know, that, that passion and drive to, to keep pushing and pushing, you know, no matter, you know, what stage you're at in your life. I think that's um, what makes awesome, great people um, like you two. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I think too, um, you know, Renee are, and I are very similar in the sense where we really lead with an open heart because it only brings more goodness to your life like yeah now I have another amazing man in my life and if I felt like I was a victim or if I wasn't worth it that wouldn't have happened and I I feel the same with Renee like (laughs) she's always just so open-hearted and loving and you know you keep your spirits high and just good things start good things start happening yeah and it's about giving that energy to other people that aren't going to drain it out of you so there can be someone who is grateful for you and your time and being there for them and inspiring them and then there's others that want a pity party and it's like you could either use the bad things happening in your life as like you said fuel to get Mm -hmm. to a higher level or you can use it as oh feel bad for me this happened shit happens to everybody yeah and I don't have time for that that. (laughs) yeah and and the people who like talk about it and you know use it as their story to tell I mean that those are the people that I mean when me and Renee first met I mean that's how we we connected immediately over a first phone call you know (laughs) over a 15-20 minute phone call because you know we uh just kind of, you know, got real with each other and told each other, you know, what we had been through and uh, that connects people. Right. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, try to keep, you know, that curtain in front and I uh, don't want to talk about the hard things, but you know, the people who do and, you know, accept the fact that, you know, God just has a crazy way of, um, you know, making us stronger individuals and um, everything does happen for a reason. Right. And, um, you know, while it does, like you said, you know, suck at times, you know, uh, th- those things do, I mean, you maybe wouldn't be where you're at right now if, you know, things like that didn't happen. And, um, you know, me, especially, you know, I've had some crazy things happen as well, but I feel like that's the reason I'm here today. And that's why, you know, I want to work so hard and um, you just got to really find a way to channel that into, um, you know, crafting your story and, you know, who you are and who you've become and who you plan to be. Right. Um, so I love that. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. I know that's probably a hard thing to talk about. <laughs> it, it is, but it's easier and easier to talk about the more you say it and you know, going on just being authentic, I feel is so much more relatable than that curtain you were saying. Yeah. It's not every day that you're wide open and vulnerable, but mm-hmm. it, it's starting to get better and easier because yeah. you're seeing that it's reaching other people's streams. Yeah. Then yeah, exactly. if, if they see everyone else starting to be more authentic, then it's just you're building like a tribe and a community of, yeah. of one. 100%. 
Yeah. And we talked about that too. I think like that's, that's what really, you know, you can only be so good at a a service or your business can only be so successful, but you know, it gets to a certain point where, you know, people start to really connect with the person's story behind why they're in business and, you know, why they're passionate about what they do. And that's what makes, you know, it's so, um, you know, everyone's going to be probably doing some of the same stuff you're doing, but no one's ever going to be you and no one's going to have the same story as you. And so um, competition is nothing when you have a story like that to tell, you know, because uh, people connect with that. And, you know, there's always going to be people that, um, you know, are, are going to, you know, want to just be around you in that presence because you're so um, transparent and, and able to, you know, talk about the tough things. And, um, you know, everyone's going to want, especially in the beauty industry, like I can't tell you how uh, important enough, like, literally everything's in the relationship and, and, you know, the, the way you make someone feel not just on the outside, but on the inside when you work with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, so, uh, we kind of got a, a little bit off track with talking about how you, uh, grew a successful, uh, client base in business. And, um, that happened, um, was that while you were already, um, licensed and certified or was this, um, a little bit further back? No, um, it slowly grew. So I've been licensed for the last three and a half years. Um, so it slowly grew and it's still, you know, moving forward in its own, you know, some months are busier than others, but it's, it's all about just the networking of people seeing my work and I just keep pushing forward. And Renee's been a huge, huge inspiration. I mean, I tell her all the time, but she really has. I mean, I see her, just pounding the ground like every day she's posting these amazing beautiful and she just it comes so naturally Mm -hmm. and so I love it because it reminds me of my my sports days where it's like or even weightlifting you've got to be consistent you've got to be consistent with especially social media and how you're reaching your audience because the more and more people start seeing you and when you are in their face or you're always popping up they're going to see your name and be like, who is this? Who's, mm-hmm. who's Trish Van Z or who's yeah. by Renee? Like th- that's what she's built so well over mm-hmm. the last few years. And like, I just always pick her brain. I'm like, what about this? How do I do that? <laughs> yeah. How'd you guys uh, meet and connect at the first time, by the way? Oh, so we met, what is this? Yeah. Our kids went to preschool <laughs> together. Oh, really? That's, yeah, so you guys yeah. have known each other a, a long time then, huh? Four years, yeah, four, because they were four or five, eight, yeah. and now they're eight or almost nine. So yeah, yeah. it's been four years. And they've That's gone awesome. together yeah. since preschool. Mm-hmm. So we've been like friends, moms, mm-hmm. you know, artists. Yeah. Really in my chair when I first started yeah. doing tutorials. I was like, you're coming over. And she always... <laughs> Yeah, always used me as a hair model, yes. and it was just like coincidence. And I'm like, oh, I'm just finishing school, and yes. she was like, yeah. so I was ex- immediately connected to her because we had like the same vibe. We're both like, mm-hmm. cool. yeah, good energy people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she has really good hair. I need her to be my hair. <laughs> so it worked out great. <laughs> and you know what? We opened up to each other real quick. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we were like really close immediately and I mean you know when she's doing my hair for hours we're just talking away like we've known each other forever yeah it's so nice that's so funny that's uh that's that's crazy I I feel like some of the best people that have you know come into my life um I'm sure you can relate to this as well like I feel like those types of people they come at the right time and um you know it's really easy to connect and relate to them it's just it's kind of crazy so that's awesome that you guys um this was how long ago about like Four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys know, and this was when uh, Renee, you, you used to live in Florida, right? Were you living? Yeah, in I lived in Florida for six years. So this is after two years of me being here. 
And so my daughter was like, yeah, two, almost three. So then, yeah, when she was mm-hmm. four or five and she was in pre-K, that's when I, that's when I met Trish. And that was when I was, um, I was still in my transition phase too of mm-hmm. <laughs> figuring out what I was doing. Um, but I think at that point I was doing event hair. I was doing bridal hair. Um, I was doing a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So like I said, now that I've, you know, moved, now that I've like really gotten that direction of what I want to do in the industry, I've kind of narrowed it down. But when I met Trish, I was literally doing everything, <laughs> you know, to try yeah. to figure that out. And I think mm-hmm. I'm kind of like that right now. Like I, I like to try out a bunch of different things. So I'll do event makeup or I'll do you know, I did a bride a couple of weeks ago and I do fitness and I'm kind of working at the salon mm-hmm. and it's fun to have your fingers and everything. But now I'm starting to see, well, what direction, do, yeah. what do I really enjoy the most? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. We're jack of all trades, mm-hmm. but we got to like yeah. focus. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So t- like, uh, w- at what point did, um, did like a light bulb off go that you like really realized that, um, like fitness models would be something that you could be very successful with? Um, mostly when I see that it's very difficult for other artists to get up and early. And then when I have athletes calling me saying, Oh, my makeup artist bailed on me. Can you come? It's in two days. So I really enjoy doing them because I am a competitor, but another real light bulb went off when one day Renee was teaching me at your updo class when we were doing that fish tail. I was about to ask. I was thinking, yeah. you know, did, did Renee maybe like uh, have an influence on getting you started? <laughs> you know, when, when I started going to her workshops and I went to a couple of them and that was always her model, but really was just recently when we, we had one and she's like, how did you do this brave? And the first time I showed you, you need to be doing this. Yeah. You need to just jump in and do this. And I'm like, I know because it does. <laughs> like if you show me one, one time, I'm like, okay, I got this. You'll get it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I just building that. that confidence up. And then yeah. someone telling you like, uh, you could do that. Just like when someone like asked me, like, how did you do that? And I'm like, Oh, it's just so easy for me. Like I never yeah. thought of it that way. Cause I'm just like, Oh, it just comes easy to me. But when someone yeah. pointed out, Oh wow. Like, you know, I was thinking, oh, I could teach that. So yes. it's, it's the same thing as you find this, those people in your life, they say that one thing and you're like, oh, <laughs> yes. And you know, I look at what she was doing and I'm like, I'm working all these hours. And then I see her, she's had so much time with her daughter. She, she kills it on the weekends. She was like doing so many you know, weddings back to back. And then I'm like, I could do that. I could do just, you know, weekend warrior working and then yeah. have my week off. So of yeah. course, that's what I'm looking at is, my time back to my time being more valuable than working all these hours. Yeah. Right. It's crazy how, you know, seeing someone do something that maybe you, you didn't think that you could do makes it kind of changes your belief pattern a little bit, but like, wait a second, you know, maybe I could do that too. (laughs) You know, Um, seeing someone, you know, accomplish something or do something that, uh, you know, you could see yourself doing and really like start to get those gears turning. Right. Um, Like belief is, is huge. Right. And to cause that you just have to really, um, you know, figure out, you know, where you're at now and, and look at, you know, who's maybe doing what you may want to do and just model what they're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me a little bit, like when you like first got started, um, like you, you got in your booth in the salon, what was kind of your plan to grow? Obviously you said you worked a little bit for free and stuff, connect with some people. Um, how did you really, you know, set some goals for yourself and start building that client base off the ground? Okay. So at the salon, I saw, I've, I've known all these other coworkers because remember I was, I was a client there, so I was excited, but I saw myself sitting in my chair a lot, just kind of waiting for things to happen. So while I sat in my chair, I had my laptop, and I was 
taking courses online of social media and you know self-promotion. I was constantly using my time efficiently because yeah. I didn't want to just sit there and gossip with my next door yeah. neighbor. I was, mm -hmm. what can I do to teach myself more? And it, it took a while, but it was a high, it's a high-end salon. I'm still there and there's a lot of traffic, but it was departmentalized. So my whole thought process was I'm only going to do color. That's all mm -hmm. I can do. And when I started after a few months, then going into the fitness, I was like, well, those are just here and there gigs. Those weren't like a consistent yeah. thing. So I always felt color was going to be my bread and butter, the yeah. consistency. And I've seen all of these other colorists working there for years and they make a great living. And then I just saw like, well, they're just kind of slapping bases on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to do more. Like, I want to be more creative and more artistic. So I yeah. start, I, I take classes all the time. I, and it, whether it was pertaining to color or not, I was going to makeup classes, going to hair extension classes, going to updo classes. I just mm -hmm. wanted to keep the fire lit. I wanted yeah. that creativity to keep flowing because the beauty industry, are, it's so many facets. There, you can do anything. Yeah, it's yeah, true education you know yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all awesome. i mean uh so, so you were really uh going through kind of a state of immersion when you first got started that's probably why you've been so successful i mean you know focus on personal development and educating yourself so you know um what to do and how to do it right well, and a lot I have to give credit to my fitness group. She offers these workshops and these classes of, you know, healthy mindset, business branding. Mm -hmm. And I just kept turning it always towards how can this help my beauty business? How can this help me with personal growth? And I don't feel the average Jill does that. They mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. yeah. they kind of are expecting for something to happen. And I'm like, I just keep dipping my fingers in as much as I can to see yeah. what else is going to give me an opportunity. Yeah. You got to be a creator of circumstance. You can't just wait for things to happen to you, right? It would be waiting forever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's awesome. So, you uh you were really starting tell me maybe what was like some of the the key things that you started to learn that you know maybe turned on a couple more light bulbs you're like oh let's, you know jump and do this and um what what kind of things were you learning as far as you know maybe mindset and business development tips and um, things like that that really changed the difference for you okay well you talked about belief and, you know you really have to have self-belief in yourself and it was the healthy mindset course i took it really helped me overcome, you know, things that kind of get stuck in your body of your past or situations that maybe mentally you've been told in the past, like, you, you can't do that. It's a dime a dozen. It's not going to yeah. happen. You're not doing that. And then you're like, why am I thinking of things that are not in my life anymore? So yeah. the healthy mindset really broke me through, I really can do what I want. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. as an athlete, I was amazing athlete throughout sports. So that also was in my head. Like this is just, I'm getting conditioned for the big game or I'm getting conditioned yeah. for mm -hmm. life. And mm -hmm. healthy mindset is not taught in schools. It's not taught at work. And you have to be, you know, it's a cutthroat business. You've got to be tough. And I'm sorry, I'm in Boca Raton, Florida. <laughs> you got, you got to be tough. And, you know, you've, it's a professional development too because you cannot wear your emotions on your face if somebody doesn't like your work. You've got to just yeah. move on that you're not the right match. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. You know, you, you can fire your clients if you don't want to be with them. You're not, the, you can tell them you're not the right match. Yeah. And I think a lot of, people getting into it, they're just put up with the abuse mm -hmm. and they put up with, they think this is the way it is. Yeah. Okay. You're going to have those clients that are this 100%. way. 
you know, but you can say no. (laughs) And I feel it's when you start saying no, your clients start coming to you. Like you become a magnet to who you want. And you know, that personal development, the business development, it goes Mm -hmm. hand in hand with your social media because I love doing highlights. Mm -hmm. I love doing updos and I love doing makeup. So that's what I post about. That's what I want. And I want the younger viewers to see that. So, you know, it's, it's your self image. You can have yeah. a very business-like image. You can have a casual image and you can be relatable to what clients you do want to have. Yeah. And you don't have to be right. mean about it or like bored yeah. about it. There are ways around of being discreet of picking your own clientele base. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I feel like something's a little not, you know, mm-hmm. I get those red flags. I'm like, yeah. actually, I'm going to be away that weekend. So <laughs> not going to work. I, I've, I've been through the same thing. Like if you have, you know, even just a couple, you know, those pain in the butt clients, it can really just throw off everything. Right. So it's important to put those barriers up, but uh, I love the fact that you kind of just talked about, you know, um, business kind of related it to your, um, you know, athleticism and competitiveness, you know, treating it, you know, you kind of had a system for, um, you know, competing in in the fitness um, industry, you know, on stage and stuff and stuff like that. And so, you know, that, you know, it it takes that time and that work to prepare to, uh, you know, be able to get to, you know, the point where you're, you're on stage and stuff like that. You could relate that to business too. I mean, you got to put in that state of, you know, put your head down, learn, 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 uh, and then, you know, go and take action. Right. And, you know, if it works great, if not go back to learning some more and, you know, get it next time. Right. Um, so it's, it's trust yeah. the process. Yeah. exactly. You got to trust the process. The process. Got, That's what, what yeah. that was all about. 100%. So, uh, as we're wrapping up here, I know, um, it's getting late over where you guys are at and you've got some plans for the night. What's maybe, um, tell us a little bit about some of your, uh, accomplishments, your achievements you've had so far. I'm sure there's, uh, handful or a good amount of them (laughs) what's been kind of the the biggest things that have uh, happened for you since you've gotten started I have to say one of my biggest is I just recently did a wedding and it's something that you know I've seen Renee do so many weddings and I just they're breathtaking so when Mm -hmm. I got my first wedding client I of course was nervous but I was confident and I practiced and we did and when I was there and the smile on her face and all of her bridesmaids just being so happy and so nice and her sending me the text message like two days later that was like winning a trophy in the finish yeah. <laughs> like yeah it was the, awesome it was yeah. like the, the the text message and you know, right. That was, uh, that was in October, but also just last weekend I did hair and makeup for a homecoming girl. She's 15. Her mom couldn't stop texting me on how many compliments that to me was like, Oh, that's Mm -hmm. a good feeling. Those are my accomplishments is when they're so over the moon. And to me, I'm like, I was just having fun. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just moments in someone's life yeah. where they want to look and feel good mm-hmm. and if they don't look good then, and they're not feeling too secure about themselves it could change their whole night mm-hmm. or their whole day and just ruin it and something as simple as feeling good in and out just makes such a difference yeah i mean that's that's what keeps you you know jumping out of bed in the morning is is mm-hmm. you know making people feel good and knowing that what you're doing uh serves a purpose and it makes people happy right <laughs> at least for me so <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome so what do you feel like since you've gotten started like what's what's been kind of the transformation you've had um internally like as far as um you know these past few years that you've you've you know gone to being self-employed and being in control and um you know starting at a, a later age like what do you feel like um has kind of been an internal transformation for you throughout that period of time? Um, I think this year is when I finally had the, the 100% confidence of I'm doing this, where mm-hmm. the last few years I was 
you know, I had the dabbling, I was doing a little here and there, and you know, I had some good, some good gigs or whatever, but you know, having a few of those life setbacks, I was like, okay, I'm kind of picking myself and dusting off my knees. And then this year I'm like, that's it. Like I know exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. There's so many different opportunities. And now it's just like, you have a plan. I'm going. Yeah. You yeah. have a good plan. Yeah. yeah. You got the plan in the process. Now you just got to execute, right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So as we uh, wrap up here, what's maybe uh, one key token of advice that you would maybe give for, um, you know, maybe females that are, uh, you know, maybe looking to get started a little bit later, or even maybe they've been in it a long time, but they're not having the success they've had um, or that, you know, maybe they want to have. What maybe is one uh, piece of advice you would give people who maybe are getting started at a later age? Okay. People that are getting started at a later age. Understand. I say later, you're not, you're not old. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like, maybe they're switching careers, whatever age yeah. they do, but switching careers, I would definitely say like, just have the patience because you're not going to have a full book right out of the gate. You may yeah. not have anything right away, but if it's your passion, that's what you have to constantly remind yourself and of. And don't be egotistic and be humble in the yeah. Yes. Know yes. that, okay, just because you're going through this at 25 years old doesn't mean that you don't have to go through it when you're 40 and changing your career. Like there's yeah. the process, like you said. Be patient, trust the process, and absolutely be humble because I ask so many of my friends who are 24, 25, they're amazing at different parts of beauty. I'm like, can you teach me that? Can you show me that? <laughs> and I love going to these classes and I don't care if I'm like, they, you know, if I'm the oldest, but I see some of my other coworkers at the salon and they just don't want to be bothered with a class. And I'm like, shame on you. Mm -hmm. how? But then they come up to me. They're like, how do you know how to do that? I'm like, cause I take classes. Yeah. Like, so many you people got, yeah. stuck in their old ways. Anyone that is like transitioning or they want to do this, or maybe they're stuck right now and they've been in the beauty industry is be humble. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Always just the continuing education is never going to stop. There's always something. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be, you got to be a student, you know, of the game. If you want to be successful, you always got to be you know, investing in yourself, you know, focusing on, you know, personal development, but learning, 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 like the more you're a sponge, I mean, the more successful you're going to be. And um, then you'll start having people, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? Yeah. Like, I just started learning, you know? <laughs> well, and it, it also, if I relate it, I always relate everything to sports or athletics, but it's yeah. the same for your body is when you're, when you're training. Your body yeah. changes every year. So mm -hmm. you have to learn to eat different and train different. There's, it's the same thing with the beauty industry. Things are changing. You got to learn different techniques. Yeah. Can't get stuck in your old ways, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always be improving. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I, this was a lot of fun. I think uh, it's going to serve a lot of people, especially, you know, people who, you know, not just only are going through maybe some hard times, some struggles in their life, but, you know, maybe are looking for something new or what their next step is. And, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, we were talking about belief. This maybe will create some belief for people that, you know, no matter where you're at, you know, in your life, there's always a chance to, you know, make a shift, make a change. I mean, uh, there's always stuff to learn out there, especially in the day and age we're in. Everything's out there. You just got to go find it, right? Um, so awesome. This was, this was so much fun, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Trish. Anything uh, you guys want to say for uh, maybe Renee? You want to give one, one key token of advice before we head out here? <laughs> oh, geez. You're throwing me off guard there. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, just to feed off what Trish was saying is just believe in yourself. I mean, bottom line, just believe in yourself and take that leap of faith. And, and it, it's okay to be afraid of doing it, but just know that other people have done it. 
and there are ways of making it happen. So if you have to like read a book about, you know, someone's biography of how they did something or in their career, like read that book or, you know, listen to a podcast, whatever it is, there's a bunch of little things out there that can make a big difference. Awesome. I love that so much. Well, thank you guys so much. I'll let you go. Uh, appreciate